So, a few weeks ago, very late at night, I was FaceTiming with my friend Megan. It's interesting how when you talk to someone that you're really comfortable with, the conversation can flow from debating whether cereal should be considered a soup to all of a sudden something of surprise and seriousness. Like vomit, the words come out with equal parts unexpectedness and hardcore substance. So we said, what if women and men were always equal? As in what if gender roles never existed, if men and women were and are valued and praised equally? At what point did the branch far, fall far from the tree in history where women were to be less powerful than men? Now, some of you may be already exhausted by my feminist voice, and even that rocks my mind. It's not those self-righteous people that rock me, but it's me. Why do I feel reserved to talk about fairness? Women are not asking to be anything above men. Women simply ask for and should be granted with equality. That is not some out-of-this-world gesture, yet I think history, as we have been put to stand by it, has made us stand idle in many situations because of the neglecting to the right of our own voice. I do not have any scientific facts, only feelings. But in the case of human rights, how people feel are facts. These are strains of thoughts between Megan and I, accredited and reliable sources, because we are women. Gloria Steinem, an acclaimed feminist activist, once said that a shared purpose eliminates hierarchy, end quote. This shared purpose ensures that no one feels lesser than the other. It prevents society from confining a group to a stereotype that limits their perceived and legal possibilities. We started pondering, if men and women evolved as equals, instead of now regenerated to be equals, how different would things be? This gender hierarchy is deeply rooted. I see gender equality as a state where men and women stand on equal ground, looking eye to eye. Our possibilities and powers are the same. But men are constantly on a podium of concrete walls of history, while women far, fall far below. So by 3 a.m., Megan and I begin an uproar between phone screens, angry at history. How could history do this to us? All 45 presidents, generals, lieutenants, guards, keepers of countries, inventors, businessmen, the list goes on. We went back to think, at what point in humans' evolution did men become the go-to leaders? Women, the 1% in textbooks, were shadows in history. We need not to learn, but unlearn these gender roles. These thoughts about history made me think about how far we've come. And yes, I am proud of how far gender equality has come, but Megan and I still regressed our anger. In this whole ordeal, Megan and I had considered the prominent leaders or dictators, people, and countries. These were the developed countries, whose history was mostly written. The industrials, the Rockefellers, the TV dinners, the Super Bowl society. Now what about these countries that are far behind but striving? We call them the developing countries. Those seeking to be more advanced but socially and economically. In my rage at both the historical components of being a woman and my freshly painted crinkle nail polish that was only lightly touched by bed sheets, I began to have some ideas about gender roles in these developing countries. My words flew at Megan of how I wish for education for women in these societies where education for women is not normal as mirrored in the past we had just shouted about. Because an educated woman has a voice and a woman with a voice has the potential to be a leader. Having women to lead with the men of society prevent many wars and crime. Because the natural violence of men would be mediated by women. Megan and I agreed that women can be and are the face of future development. 
No man knows an educated woman's mind or her body because she is concrete in her identity. Giving a woman the tools to protect her sense of self allows her to make conscious decisions for herself, not for men. This decreases fertility rates, decreases poverty, and builds a country on the promise of equality and nonviolence. A woman who holds a household together is capable of holding a country together, if permissed. Megan and I ended our conversation with the lingering thoughts of going to these countries and giving women the tools to be one with their country's history, not dragged by it, as we regret from our history. Thank you.